Hey everyone, it's Joe Scott from Download. I'm here to give you an update on the show. We were hoping to launch the rest of the Rise and Fall of Harry Knowles and Ain't It Cool News today. Um, however, I got very sick. And uh, we'd mentioned previously that uh, several members of the immediate and extended Download family had contracted COVID-19. And uh, on Monday I woke up, I had sniffles, congestion, I slowly progressed into body aches, nausea, and I was fairly certain I had COVID, but it turns out I just have the basic motherfucking flu, which, uh, you know, feels kind of lame, honestly, but uh, I guess being quasi-quarantined and, and just sort of living a socially distant life for the last three years uh, has made my immune system rather weak. Uh, beyond that, I had the chance to get a flu shot this fall, and uh, I had to miss that appointment because of something else. And I never scheduled a new one, which lesson learned, because the flu sucks. But anyways, I didn't want to bring the show back and then have another hiatus in the middle of everything. So to preserve the workflow and to make sure that we come out on a reasonable schedule, we're just waiting until next week. All that said, I did not want to leave you guys empty-handed today so here is a preview of the next episode that will launch next week so thank you guys so much for listening thank you for your patience these next three episodes i really am enjoying the way they're turning out uh, when we had the opportunity to explore new leads for these episodes i'm glad that we took that chance because it really helped us present a larger understanding as part of this entire story. And uh, I think you're going to like some of the surprises we have in store for you. So enjoy. <coughs> and that was not planned, but yeah, enjoy. Hey, um, uh, me and the uh, gang were wondering what was that? Can you blush? Here we go, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. I see now. You've been training for two years to take me out. And now here I am. <sighs> You're listening to a scene from the Wesley Snipes film Blade 2. Directed by Guillermo del Toro, when the film was released in 2002, Many critics and viewers agreed the film was a rare example of a sequel that was as good, if not better, than the original film. But when most people mention the film today, almost no one discusses its quality. What they talk about instead is the review Harry Knowles wrote for the movie on Ain't It Cool News. In this review of Blade 2, Harry compares Guillermo's work on that film to the director performing cunnilingus on the audience in incredibly graphic detail. Beyond that, Harry also claims the filmmaker is not only a personal friend, but surrogate brother. He says as much in the opening paragraph. For me to review Blade II, it is a major conflict of interest because Guillermo del Toro and I are brothers. His father says so, his wife believes this. Guillermo and I are just the best of friends. But when El Gordo calls my father dad, and I call his dad pops, and we delve into hours of passionate discussion about H.P. Lovecraft, Goya, Steve Ditko action, 
the movies, and pussy, we can all lose track of time on planet Earth. Whether or not Guillermo actually saw Harry Knowles as a brother or even just a friend is unknown. What is known is that Harry's review has attained such notoriety, it's impossible to think of Del Toro's film Blade II without also considering the review that Harry Knowles wrote for the film on Ain't It Cool News. Guillermo saw the best version of Harry. That's Drew McWeenie, aka Moriarty. Before he left Ain't It Cool News in 2008, Drew was Harry Knowles' greatest collaborator and some assumed best friend. He believes that the core of this friendship between Harry and Guillermo centered on a mutual passion that each of them had for both monsters and transgressive behavior. In fact, as much as people liked to bag on Harry Knowles for his review of Blade II, it was inspired in some ways by the director's own intentions for the movie itself. My favorite story about Guillermo is when he was pitching Blade II. They were pitching to New Line and David Goyer brought him into the room and there was an executive on the film named Stokely Chafin who was a younger executive and um, she was right below Bob, yeah, Bob Shea at the studio. And so she, it was her job to basically yes or no this. And Guillermo gets to the description of the Reapers and the the reveal of the Reaper physiology. And, he, and if you've ever heard Guillermo talk about monsters, there are a few people that love things with the fervent passion that he loves monsters and the icky, sticky, nasty nuts and bolts of monsters. So he's talking about the way the Reaper's mouths work. And then the mouth opens up like this and the teeth come out like this and there is a bottom jaw and a giant, it's like a fucking pussy with teeth and then the blood comes out. And he's describing this insane detail. And Stokely Chafin looks at him and goes, um, I, um, and then eyes roll up in her head, passes out and faints out of the chair. And they're all like, oh my God, <laughs> you killed Stokely. I also think you got the job. And I just want to chime in very quickly and say that Guillermo has shared variations of the story with multiple people. But the one person who has yet to comment on the matter is producer Stokely Chafin. Stokely, uh, if you're listening to this podcast and hear that we got any of the details wrong whatsoever, just shoot me a message and let me know what's up. Anyway... It was a love of movies and of monsters that united Guillermo with Harry Knowles on stage at the Paramount Theater in downtown Austin, Texas on the evening of March 14th, 2011. This is the same day as the 15th anniversary panel for Ain't It Cool News at South by Southwest, which we talked about in the previous episode of the show. Sitting in his wheelchair with his trademark neck beard and Hawaiian shirt, Harry is basking in both the stage lights and adulation of the celebrity filmmaker and supposed friend. All the while, Guillermo introduces Harry to the crowd. For me, there have been two forces in the filmic universe that have been benign forces. One was Corey and the other was Harry. It's difficult to hear Guillermo, so I'll repeat what he said. The director said, quote, to me, there have been two forces in the filmic universe that have been benign forces. One is Forrey Ackerman, and the other was Harry Knowles, end quote. Very quickly, when Guillermo mentioned Forrey Ackerman, he was referring to the nickname of Forrest J. Ackerman, the publisher of the now-out-of-print fan magazine Famous Monsters of Filmland, which launched in 1958. After this introduction, Harry and Guillermo were set up to introduce a secret film. And because of Harry's track record of landing premieres of major movies, including the Lord of the Rings trilogy, The Passion of the Christ, and even James Cameron's Avatar, 
speculation in and around Austin, Texas of what Harry would be playing at this secret screening was running wild. Even The Hollywood Reporter got in on this guessing game. They speculated that among the films Harry might screen could include an unfinished work print of Super 8, J.J. Abrams' homage to Steven Spielberg that was slated to be released that summer. The trade publication also shared the most popular theories, that Harry Knowles would be hosting the premiere of that year's big Marvel films, Thor or Captain America, The First Avenger. But the answer as to what movie Harry was actually playing would ultimately be a disappointment. And for Guillermo del Toro, the audience reaction would reveal something in real time that he didn't already know. That the clout and influence that Ain't It Cool News once claimed over the internet movie geek community it helped to create was slipping. According to Drew McGuini, there was another thing that Guillermo was not yet aware of at this time. That beneath its giddy, allegedly benign movie fanboy veneer, there were aspects about Ain't It Cool News, as well as Harry Knowles himself, that were exploitive, even insidious. I would imagine uh, there can't be many people that have more complicated feelings about Harry than him, because I think he really, truly loved Harry. And when he met him, I, I think found a, a brother and some kinship in him. And I think the disappointment has been heartbreaking and profound and pretty deep. On this episode of Download, the rise and fall of Harry Knowles and Ain't It Cool News, we will finish the two-part story that chronicles the era that would shape the downfall of this once fearsome, if not revered, internet movie news website. The revelation of a friendship that defined many things that were terrible about Ain't It Cool News, plus labor abuses, as well as the alleged betrayal that led to Drew McQueenie's abrupt departure from Harry Knowles and his crew. And most importantly, we will dive into the toxic cesspool of white male nerd rage that in many ways gave Ain't It Cool News a life of its own. All of this and more, so let's get ready to dial up, log on, and download. Welcome. Episode 7.